0: This is Pastor Troy. I hope you're doing well. We are wrapping up season two, but you know what that means? The best of season two. Here it comes. It's coming right at you in just a minute, but don't worry. We're in the studio. We're getting ready. We're getting things lined up, and very soon we'll be unveiling season three of On the Dock. In the meantime, you can go back, watch season one. Check it out. It is fantastic. It's not outdated. Go catch it. And now we're in season two, and get ready for this best of season two episode. Good morning. This is Pastor Troy. We're on the dock here with you. We're excited about a day here. We're in the podcast studio getting ready to go. We don't know when you'll listen to this, but I've always wanted to say good morning. All of you listening to us, we're on dock.org. Every releases every Tuesday and Thursday. You can check us out. We would love to have you as a part of our team here. You can get an a, a, onboard team on the dock. Just go to on dock.org, find all of our podcast sites and locations, platforms, and join us every Tuesday and Thursday. We're always dropping something new. We're all about conversations from these chairs that will propel your faith out of the shallows into the deep. We wanna give you value for spending time with us and get you out there serving and doing the things of God. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Those are our three primary platforms. Please find us on YouTube, hit subscribe, like, notify, hit the little bell, and we get bonus points. We want bonus points. And then go, you can also watch us on Google Play or listen to us on Google Play, it's a listening site. Facebook, Roku Rumble, SermonNet. You can always go to Roku, if you have Roku TV, download the SermonNet app and look for the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. We've got social media presence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. So get out there and give us some questions. Hey, how, you got the lower thirds working again? Let's see the lower thirds on those. We had problems with those in the last broadcast. There you go. There, there's the three main sites you can watch us: YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and then he comes back up with the, there's the social media sites. Check all those out. And Donna would love to chat with you on that. You can give us questions. You can throw issues at us, and we'd love to hear from you. Always keep it nice, or we'll cut you off. We don't mind you being critical, but be critically nice. So in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, we, we can
1: wanna, delete and uh, block yeah. Any yeah, kind of we're promise. not going to do anything
0: nasty. We're not trying to be ugly. You you can cherish your views. Just just don't attack anybody personally. That's all. We don't we don't care. We don't have to like what you say. Yeah. We just want to like you for sharing in the podcast. Hey, we're sitting on the Dock at the Bay. These are friendship chairs.
1: Yeah, we can disagree, yeah, we just friendship. don't want to
0: hate. Yeah, it's right. We don't hate. We don't we don't hate other people either. So, we're praying for people. There's people I really don't don't like right now a whole lot, but I am praying for their salvation and sure. they would come around. So, do the same for us if you think we're off a little bit, but hopefully we won't be. When you find our platforms, hit subscribe, like, notify, hit the bell button, tell other people about it. And we'd love to have you as a Patreon partner. Go to Patreon, download that app or go to our Patreon site and look up our program on the dock. and We have four partnership levels. And three sponsorship levels there. He's got the lower third going. Look at that, I love it. That looks great. got that going. And you can always join us at onthedock.org on the doc.org. If you go to that website, you can find out how to get to our Patreon site, how to get to other things, um, links and stuff. And also finally, oh, oh, he's got that. He's got, he's got the Lord third up on that too. You can email us at info at on the doc.org and Donna will navigate you through it or answer your questions. And we'll go on from there in the studio. I've got to my right. I got to my right. I'm not going to do our, our combined picture. Cause I want her to just be by herself today. I got mother Beth in the studio. Good morning, mother Beth. Good morning. Pastor. We're dating ourselves a little bit cause it is a morning we're, we're podcasting in the morning here. I don't know when you're watching it. Maybe you watch it late at night. Mother Beth doesn't sleep at night. She sleeps all day.
1: You have to go with a lower voice yeah, if
0: you're if, at night. If you're night, has, uh,
1: <laughs> you want to be
0: something that helps people to sleep. Yeah, so I got. I got Beth in the studio. We've got Lucas over there. Lucas, are you on camera today and audio?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can I'm see you. We can see yep. your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you don't know this, folks, but in the studio in in our studio B sits right across from us is his mother Carolyn Winkler's in the studio. Welcome Carolyn. She doesn't have a mic, so we'll just tell you she says hi. we'll have we'll have donna you can represent carol in the day and her voice on the microphone if you have
1: a comment i'll repeat it here she'll repeat (laughs) it in the
0: microphone but you can so your son has his own feature set in studio do you like that yeah he's the techno wizard technically on the show or our executive producer here uh so that's great all right i never know or or geek as he used to call us yeah, yeah 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 Yeah. All right. I geeks think geeks rule the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They do. They absolutely lose. Totally. Actually, you're the executive director. I got your title on. You're the executive producer. Mm. She we produces stuff time. and organizes stuff. And he's. Dry. I get him backwards. But techno geek's easier to remember. Techno wizard. Yeah. We don't call him a geek because he's not geeky. But but he he's cool. He, he, uh, he I mean, no, he does stuff. Music. He plays music and he does sports too. I mean, he, he crosses a lot of. That's spectrum. true. Yeah. That's he's, true. He's, he's, he's hip. He's hip. i hip. Lucas is hip. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word anymore. That probably makes me uncool. Donna Kornowski is in the studio. How are you doing, Donna? I'm good. Donna, glad to have you with us today.
2: I could get him black rim glasses for when he's filling his his techno, w-
0: techno world. wizard. Getting like like kind of Clark Kent, like Clark Kent, Clark Kent. the, Kent. the yeah. microscope ones. I, with I, little I little do. I, I do need that. Yeah. I yeah, do. I've got, hey, I bought some of those. I bought some of those about two or three for me. Got the little light on them and they magnify. It, and I got no the grandpa there. nerdy
2: glasses. Oh. So like when he's being Clark Kent.
0: Oh, yeah, he switches switches off and say da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he could do. We're in studio, ready to go. We're in the Micah Live Humbly series and on the dock season two, digging deeper in the word series. It's our probably second Bible series of the year. We're gonna do others this year as well. We we talk to guests, we look at things, but we also wanna give you time to get deeper in the Bible. So wherever you are today, just sit back. If you're in the car, probably shouldn't read the Bible while you're driving, but we'll read it to you. We'll get the core of it out to you and we're gonna dig into this. We've been going through this. We're in part four of this series. We'll be looking at Micah Chapter four, verses one through thirteen today. So we're going to get right into it, uh, so we can get through it today. Micah chapter four. Uh, uh, just remind you, ladies uh, that around the table here, and Lucas, we've been covering Micah. Micah has Micah is a p- minor prophet. He is speaking to the people of God on behalf of God. He's delivering a. Just think of it as a trial where God says, "I'm going to. I'm putting you on trial. I'm fixing to basically execute all of." Judah and all of Israel. I'm gonna let it be destroyed in the near future. And this is why it's gonna happen. Because in the first two chapters that we looked at, if you go back and listen, listen to podcast one and two, part one and two, he basically says, you people have failed to keep everything that I've told you to do. You've, you, you've connived and intermarried and you intermarried and not just inter, interwed. You fusioned yourself, your faith into the faith of the heathens. And, and the result of that is you, you not honored me, you've not honored yourself, you, you, you failed in your covenant, and I'm judging you for that. But he says, I, I do say at the end of cycle one, he gives a charge to everybody. But then in two verses of chapter two, verses 13 and 14, he says, there is a hope for those few of you who have remained faithful. There's a remnant. I'll be there for you. So it, God says, if there's a needle in the haystack, I'll find the needle on your behalf. But as far as the haystack, the wood, hay, and the stubble, it's going down. So you, you, you'd you rather be the needle in the haystack than the haystack because God is going to burn the entire haystack down and take care of the needles in it. So a lot of people think, well, the needle's irrelevant. God knows if you're living right. And so we're in cycle two, we covered that in part three, chapter three was a full chapter where he comes at him again. So he had a cycle where he talked about Micah's uh, the people's disobedience, both Judah, uh, the the Southern Kingdom and the Northern Kingdom, Israel, he talked about their disobedience, and what he was going to do in the hope of the remnant. And then in cycle two, he brings the charge again, this time he charges it on the leaders, he says, it's the leaders who've led you astray. And he just burns the leaders down. So if you go back and listen to the podcast three, there's just incredible charge against the leadership and basically says, you know, bad leadership has led you in a ditch. And, and as a result, uh, you're in trouble today, we're going to have something a little better. We're going to talk about a little bit of hope in cycle two, because every cycle, like he brought two verses of hope this time, he doesn't bring just two verses. He gives us a whole chapter of hope. And he tells the people who've been led astray by the leaders. I'm sympathetic to the fact that you've had poor leadership, but you still know what you have to do. You know what you should do. And if you do these things, I'll be there for you. So we'll take a look today at cycle two. We're looking at the promise of hope for those that remain faithful and heed the word of God. So that's what we're in today. Micah chapter four, if you've got your Bibles, if you don't have your Bibles, I'm gonna read along for you. We're gonna take a look at this text real quick and kind of get it in our soul and then we'll power through it today. You guys ready to go? All right. Micah, Micah chapter four. Here we go. Verses one through 13. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all. See, there's hope right there. The most important place on earth, it will be raised above the other hills and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. Guys, when I read that in the church that day, I realized that (laughs) I've always read that in the past as being will stream there, meaning people will flow there. And I believe it means that as well. But we also know today there are literally cameras all around the Western wall that run constantly. They stream on the Western wall. You can watch people right now at the Western wall, they'll stream there. And that's where the prophets of God will start preaching at the end times. In other words, at the end days, it will be streamed around the world what's happening in Jerusalem.
2: Yeah, I thought it was so cool when you pointed that out that Sunday. I just caught that when I read it that day.
0: Because I never would have caught it, but we were streaming our church service. I thought, stream, stream. Is it something wrong with the stream? And God says, no, this will be streaming. People will be watching this around the cool. world, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I'm just saying, all of a sudden, you can see context differently to, uh, and, and, and from all over the world, will stream there to worship. People will be streaming there to worship. They're not going to all come there necessarily. Right. They won't even be able to get, you can't get anywhere now. The airplanes are shutting down. Well, and that's what I was thinking. 20,000 flights were canceled this weekend. You couldn't
2: get there. Right.
0: COVID can't Mm -hmm. get there. Mm -hmm. Didn't have your shot. Can't get there. You know, but you can stream stream. people in the back villages of Africa and Liberia can stream on. They they watch us, if they can watch us in in Thailand or Africa on their phones, they'll be able to see this. Everybody will be able to see these prophets preaching. They'll be killed. The Bible says in about three days, their bodies take on life Mm -hmm. again. And and I'll just put it this way. God says, let's get it on like Donkey Kong. You know, when those guys Mm -hmm. come back, it's going to be, I mean, and people think, well, that's a metaphor. No, it's not. There's something that's not a metaphor. Uh, you know, Jesus was not a metaphor that came out of the grave, he he came out. Right, right. Um, There were 500 people that saw it. So so I, I'm sorry to break the reading of a word there, but it was so good. Sorry, verse two. I thought that
2: was cool verse
0: two, so people are gonna stream there, whether they come or they stream, we don't know. Um, but hey, let me just tell you, we will stream it on the dock in a community faith church, we'll link up to it if it ever happens. So mm-hmm. you can watch it right here, I promise you that. People from many nations, verse two, will come and say, come let us go to the, to the mountain of the Lord to the house of God of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths for the Lord's teachings will go out from Zion, his word and will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between peoples and will settle dispute between strong nations far away. In other words, God's gonna settle all the problems out. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pretty hooks. We're not gonna to to fight anymore because God's in charge. Nations will no longer fight against nations nor train for war anymore. Everyone will live in peace and prosperity, every enjoying their own grapevines and fig trees for there will be nothing to fear. The Lord of heaven's armies has made this promise. That's hope guys, that is hope. Though the nations around us follow their idols, we will follow the Lord our God forever and ever. That's the key to get in there. Number five, right there, that's, that's the key. Let's go to verse six. In that coming day says the Lord, I will gather together those who are lame and those who have been exiles. And those whom I have filled with grief, the exiles could be us, we could be Christians, we could be banned from all kinds of places, he's gonna pull us together. And those whom I filled with grief, gosh, a lot of my days are filled with grief about what I see the world doing. So, Mm -hmm. and there'll be a lot of pain there when people are lost and and loved ones are lost to to, to their faith. Verse seven, those who are weak will survive as a remnant. Those who were exiles will become a strong nation. Then I, the Lord, will rule from Jerusalem as their king forever. As for you, Jerusalem, the citadel of God's people, your royal might and power will come back to you again. The kingship will be restored to my precious Jerusalem. But why are you now screaming in terror? Have you no king to lead you? Have your wise people all died? Pain has gripped you like a woman in childbirth, rive and groan like a woman in labor. You people of Jerusalem, for now you must leave the city to live in the open country. You will soon be sent in exile to distant Babylon, but the Lord will rescue you there. He will redeem you from the grip of your enemies." In other words, good stuff's coming. You're, because you've not listened, you're going to go through a lot of pain and Babylon's coming. Specifically, Babylon comes for Judah. So he's, he's talking to Jerusalem more. Israel's already will fall sooner uh, to Assyria. So look what he says. He, he will redeem you from your enemy. So, so it's going to be people that are going to make it through it. We know Daniel and those guys, you know, they push through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nehemiah, Ezra, they push through it. Verse 11, now many nations have gathered against you. Let her be desecrated. And they say, let us see the destruction of Jerusalem. But they do not know the Lord's thoughts or understand his plans. These nations don't know that he is gathering them together to be beaten and trampled like sheaves of grain on a threshing floor. Rise up and crush the nations, O Jerusalem, says the Lord, for I will give you iron horns and bronze hooves so you can trample many nations to pieces you will present the stolen riches to the Lord, their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. Man, that guys, that's just a huge text. It's a huge text to tell us that God is going to judge us, but those that have been abused will be restored. Those that have been lost will be recovered. Mm-hmm. And even though it will fall and be carried off into desolation of Babylon, there'll be people that come back that see the rebirth and justice will prevail. It's a big chapter, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think there's a there, in, in the in the in the one text there where it talks about if you go back and look at the versions, it will be beaten and trampled like she's a grain on the floor. I mean, that goes to one of our songs. You know, you know, my eyes have seen the coming of the Lord. He's trampled out the vineyards, and you know, th- that's from that. I mean that's a that's a mighty 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 text. So any thoughts about that text? I mean, it's ominous to think that, that so much devastation is going to occur that we're going to go through so lot. They do go through that, but it's even predicting that there'll be more of it to go through. Any thought about why is God giving now two judgments? We're going to see a third. And he's given a little bit of hope and even more hope here. Why do you think God is is pounding so hard on the Israelites? Any any thoughts? Why, Why would he push so hard? Why would he share all this stuff? Why? Why would he devote an entire book of the Bible, Micah, to his judgment on Judah and Israel at this extent? We had Jeopardy song we could play around. Um, ding, 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 ding.
1: I'm looking at Carolyn. I'm waiting for her. Waiting to meet no. <laughs> Why don't to
0: Carolyn? <laughs> Carolyn's a guest over. She, she, she can't be the first to respond. Sure I, 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 just, I want you to think about the power that God has used. Almost two chapters, one and two. There's only two verses in one and two that are positive. He's used two chapters just to beat the snot out of the disobedient, rebellious Israel. and and Judah, and then he's taken a whole nother chapter three, done the same thing again. But he's now given us a a fourth chapter of how he's going to pull it all back together. doesn't mean everybody's going to be saved. It just means those that are righteous will be saved. Those that have been doing the right thing, he will recover. It's bad news for everybody else. Mm -hmm. This is not universal salvation. Everybody doesn't see this, this new Jerusalem. Who sees this new Jerusalem are the remnant.
2: So he doesn't want them to lose hope?
0: He doesn't. I, yeah, I, I agree. He definitely does not want him to lose hope. And maybe even he wants to try to maybe he wants to try to save some people that are on the fence, too. Right. You ever think about today? How many people Uh, today? Let's just pick today. How many people are just on the fence? Yeah. I mean, they're Christians who know God. They've been reading the Bible for years. They got the Bible. We were talking about Carolyn and we we're talking about, I said, Carolyn, we come over the podcast she's visiting and I said, you know, bring your Bible. And she held up her phone and reminded me she had 27 versions on it. So everybody has a Bible today. A lot of people have the Bible app with the Bibles is, I mean, my Bible, uh, Puts gives me a devotion scripture every day. So I, I, I yesterday was John fifteen thirteen. I was telling about that. Preached on that Sunday, and here it is. You know, I love it. No, no greater love have man than to lay down his life for a friend. So we've never had more access to the Bible, more access to devotion, more access to resources, but yet are right now we seem farther from the Lord than ever.
1: Yeah, we think Micah is the kind of an ultimate boiled down turner burn. I, I
0: think absolutely.
1: I, I think I think he's
0: rewarding those that haven't turned, I mean, that, that, that have stayed faithful, which is very few. And he's also saying all of you on the fence, this is your chance to put your leg back over on righteous ground, repent, and get right. And for all of you that refuse to do that, you're going to straddle the fence, or you're going to try to be on the other side, it's going to be nothing but bad. Mm. You know, you're looking for love in all the wrong places, you know, and, and he's given them, I think he gives them fair warning. This is years before it happens. I mean, people were reading Micah's prophecy before the fall of either Israel, and it's 150 years later when Jerusalem falls. So Mm -hmm. people had a lot of time to soak in this prophecy and correct their whole generation, their whole family's kid effects. You know, I I always wonder if anybody did. I wonder how many people read this and we gotta be, we gotta be, they went out and became Mennonites of the day or they moved away from it. So we're gonna purify ourselves. I wonder if this message saved people. I'd love to, that'd be a good Mm -hmm. question to put on the board for a round robin with God is God. Did anybody heed Micah's words? Right. You know, because we know when Jonah was in the belly of the well, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He hated Nineveh people. And he knew if he took the word of God to Nineveh, that they would, that they would probably hear it. And so God swallowed him, put him in the fish cause he didn't want to go. He's trying to go to the opposite direction and ends up spitting him up there. He ends up giving the gospel of that day, not the gospel of Jesus, but he ends up giving the word of God to the people of Nineveh and they all repented, put on sackcloth and, and God relented. And then Jonah was mad that they were spared. And, and so people in that day did listen to that minor prophet you know, Jonah. So I wonder how many people did listen. Maybe there was some renaissance, so to speak for some people. I mean, but do we, I wonder how many people will be hearing us today on the podcast traveling and you hear this and go, gosh, God's only gonna save those that are faithful to his word and his way and his heart. I wonder how many of us today will listen to Micah and be spared because of what Micah did for us, prevent us from having to go through this on the bad side. Because in the end it says God brings everybody up and he judges us all. He's going to, the martyrs are going to be spared. Those in Christ are going to be spared. But those that were evil and wicked and, and, and didn't love God and love their brother, they're going to be put in a pit that was built for devils. <laughs> a, a pit that was built for devils to be in hell, not really for God's creation. He didn't intend for that, but with free will, hey, it's up to us. I wonder how many people will be listening to Micah and realize God is actually not just speaking to the people then, but he's speaking to us about we have a chance still while we're breathing to change and be different.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Any thoughts? No.
2: No. Well, to me, it's really depressing how many people obviously aren't listening or aren't taking clues today about how bad things are. Yeah, I mean, or how they wanted to deny the things are that bad. I think. I mean, to me, I feel like things are at a point right now where you you can't. How can you deny it? I mean, how can you deny what's going on around you? It's it's rough. How can you do that?
0: But but see, there the, he his argument was that you have fused yourself to the local society and it's it's a cult. It's basically anti God, and by your fusion, you, you you've connived on God. We but when I think, you
2: read things like there's a state legislator in Illinois that's trying to pass legislation to allow infanticide. To not, allow. We're us not talking about
0: abortion of to, unborn children. Not,
2: to allow us to to kill a child up to 28 days it's now saying the mother has birth. the right to choose
0: after birth as well after birth
2: yeah. how can you look at something like that and think we're in a bad place right and, now. and this we're, is
0: and this isn't just speculation this is a legislator
2: a legislator
0: that, that's offering this as a proposal so i mean i mean that's a bad deal
2: how can you deny what a bad spot we're in with god right now
0: yeah, because God would never even thought of that. I mean, every time in the Bible, they talk about child sacrifice in the Bible. God says, I never thought or dreamt of that. I, I it just, it wasn't, most of,
2: most of us wouldn't think, it, or dreamt but it of wasn't that.
0: something God ever wanted from anybody. It wasn't the kind of thing he needed. You know, why would we sacrifice something that's not ours? He owns the catalog. He, he, he gave us life. I mean,
2: it makes yeah. me sad that we are even that it's even something we have to have a conversation about. Yeah, yeah sure.
1: Yeah, it's really, yeah. Bad. you know,
2: the child yeah. pornography is so prolific today that the trafficking of children and sex that we is so talk prolific. about every
0: day and this hits every home it, it it hits every home the trafficking of children is hitting every home every community every place right really. it's so prolific
2: why is it tolerated why is all yeah. of that tolerated
0: but, and, and 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 that's what he's talking about then there was a fusion then and i think there's a massive fusion of of people that have the bible know the bible hear it everywhere have lots of access basically saying, well, that's a little bit old school. Let's we've modified this or let's marry it with this. This is more reasonable. A lot of people have connived and, and we've brought the bar so low. Now, I think we're actually didn't have to dig a ditch to put the bar in. So I mean, we used to be saying you have to be lower than a snake belly in a tractor rut. You can now you have to it's like subterranean. I mean, the, the level of stuff is so bad right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it just just terrible. Other thoughts?
2: Sorry. No, that's good. That was
0: good. No, no. (laughs) No, We're in cycle two. Okay. We're in cycle two. This is a hope cycle though. In the last days verse, let me get this. We need
1: some hope. Yeah, Beth. Yeah, Beth. This is a hope episode. But
0: the the positive in verse one is in the last days, it says here, there's going to be hope. People were going to come from many nations. He's going to teach us his ways and we're going to walk in his path. This will turn out good, but it's only going to turn out good for those that love the Lord. It just doesn't turn out good for those and those who repent and and do that. There's just no way to walk around this on a secular path or a fusionistic path. There's no way. For the Lord's teachings will go out from Zion and his word will go out from Jerusalem. If you look at that, you know, what are these last days, I guess is my question. What what are the last days he's talking about in in this text? You know, are we talking about like the very end time? Are we in those last days? Because, you know, the last days may be here. I, I, I do agree. It's the final times.
2: but it's Well, and I'm not going to debate that either. You right. know, I mean, I think it could definitely be, but it may not be, it may just be a bad cycle we're going through. Yeah. And I
0: tell people, I'm not an end time preacher. I'm a be ready all the time preacher. Mm-hmm. So because what could be the last times could be, it could be Lucas's grandchildren, you know, that could be the final day, you know, what, right. it, could or be. it could be tomorrow, it could be tomorrow. But any of us in this room, we're at the end of a runway SIU. Does their training landings here at night? Any night, Lucas, I, Beth, we all live in the same house together. One of these poor students can't understand how to land a plane hits our house. My family's rich because it's an airplane accidental death. It'd be great. You think By that way, would count? I, no. Yeah. I have an I have accidental death you. insurance with with AAA, and it gives two times if you're in a vehicle accident killed. It's three times if it's a real result of an airplane.
1: You don't Even have to be. You're in, not in the in,
0: in or out? If the airplane causes death it's triple the damage interesting wow. yeah baby we, we just trying to figure out if i have accidental death lucas gotta figure out how to get me in front of an airplane so i shouldn't just have said that it. on the air. it'll be, it'll just be no put, no problem at all. no just problem put you
1: on the airplane like vacation with bernie just wheel yeah. you yeah. Off the airplane. if i fall off the <laughs> roof
0: cleaning my gutter put you know like, like that they're gonna to have to testify that it was the the props of an airplane that pushed me off.
2: Well, then Lucas is gonna to have to negotiate his cut.
0: He's okay. gonna get a cut. he's already getting a cut. Oh, totally. Whatever it's already negotiated. He already knows whatever happens, it's accidental.
2: I already been working. Yeah, on Troy that. had a
0: massive corner. No, he didn't. He fell off the gutter. He was on the house, busted his head. See, I saw him fall. He gets a cut. Josh oh and Caleb and them all know Lucas gets a good taste. If and if he can make an airplane do it, he gets a triple taste. You know. <laughs> But I I, I'm saying for, for some of us, the last day could be a coronary tomorrow. Right. Right. It could be being hit by a truck. You're immediately there. So you've got to be ready in season and out of season, but if you're still listening and you're not right, you have time right now to get on the right side. Right. But if you ignore that, there's going to be a day comes when the gavel hits and then God's gonna judge you right from there. There's not a comeback. I I know you were raised, uh, Donna was raised in the Catholic tradition, right? Mm -hmm. In the Catholic tradition, they have the Book of Tobit. It's in the Apocrypha. The the Book of Tobit says when people come to the funeral, they can pay alms to help raise the dead out of purgatory Mm -hmm. and from their judgment due to their sins and into heaven, correct? Right. Correct, and that's why you see an alms plate at a a, a, Mm -hmm. a Catholic funeral. I have news for you, that's called the Apocrypha. That's quite debated on whether it's anything close to the Word of God. And, and I'm not saying it's not good knowledge that you can get out of the Apocrypha. There's there's some stuff we learn about baby Jesus and teenage Jesus, whether it's accurate or not, it's a whole different question. And there's a lot of question on whether uh, it works. And there's no proof anywhere in the in the main text of the Bible that there's any way that you get out of a hell that you free will only went into. If, if you can come out of a hell that you free willingly went into, then you don't have free will.
1: Well, and why did Jesus come? Right. My point is, right. if
0: I didn't accept Jesus Christ and I went to hell right. by my free will, and then you guys can come to my funeral and buy me out of right. hell. Right. Hey, guys, use our social media. Uh, Lucas will put those up. And and I'm, some of you may have a Catholic background. But we'd love to hear your comments on this. Remember, keep them nice. You can be critical. You don't have to agree with me on this. I don't care about that. Just be nice. But my my theory is, you don't have to uh, listen. It's it, if you think about it, if if I die and I, I'm going to hell because I chose not to accept Christ, and you guys come to my funeral and collect a bunch of money to get me out of hell and into heaven, and I end up in heaven,
1: I'm gonna be like, what? I didn't what? pick this. That goes against the entire rest of the Bible. It, absolutely, there's one way. There's yeah. one way. There's
0: one way. One truth, and, and and it says a man can only be reborn once. Once. You know, it's you know. So mm-hmm. so wh- why did the Catholics choose to to live on this Tobit? bridge where they can buy your way out of purgatory donna's saying herself
2: that's what i was was in the time it comes out of the time of
0: indulgence this is why martin luther was nailing stuff on the door at wittenberg because everything was about buying your way out and it generated lots of cash i would love to as a preacher change my guidelines and just say you know It would be cool. I I I could see it. You know, I could put a dollar sign to every. It just makes me think. It's a sad thing now. I just had a sad moment when we first went to Thailand. You know, back in 2014, 15, they had signs out in Thailand of how much price it was for different to buy different people, women, older women, younger women, middle-aged women, girls that were like 10 to 14. They literally had Carolyn. You won't believe this. They had signs out with prices. Of what it costs to buy different girls based on on the price. By time ty- you know, by the time you get to Mother Beth's age, it's almost like they it's very cheap. But and they had they had nationalities too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. African, white, you know, blonde. European, blonde, mm-hmm. blue eyes. You know, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just, I we're just. A, I mean, it's just sick. I mean. I guess a preacher could put out a list of, you did this, pay me so much, you're out. Pay me so much, you know You get you, you can make a killing on this thing.
1: Well, the thing is... You can market it. They can't disprove it either.
0: Yeah, yeah, you die and they're like, yeah, he got out. I'm telling you, Johnny got out, he paid. Who knows? <laughs> it's a perfect scam.
1: Well, if Johnny was kind of sketchy, his fi- family might be nervous, and they're like, okay. I don't know. Wh- right.
0: Somehow Protestants have we have really gave the boat up on Protestantism because Protestants have now married into all kinds of fusion. We had all kinds of mm.
2: uh,
0: apostate, uh, Protestant people, but thank God we never started selling indulgences. Gosh, I mean, they were selling indulgences for everything in the Catholic church. You could buy yourself out of everything. And and to me, it just takes free will away. It takes your choice away. It, 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 it makes you think that a man can can economically satisfy his own need for greed, and at the same time, he can negotiate that with God. God doesn't need our stuff. He doesn't even need the sacrifice. He says, "He says in the Bible, I own a cattle on a thousand hills. Why would I need like three th- three of this to get out?"
2: Well, it and takes what's, God what's out, out of the monetary the... amount. I mean, what's enough?
1: Yeah, It's according to how much the family has. It's a sliding sliding
0: sliding scale. 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 You can only take so much out of turn. Well, it takes
1: God's judgment totally out. Totally out. Totally totally out. out. Yeah,
2: the church is the one that's
1: going to save you. I
0: think a lot of us though today, even though we don't have that in Protestantism, I think we function largely like that because people go, well, I did a few things, but you know, I've been, I've been kind of good in my church and, you know, I did, I did give an offering back at Christmas and my kids were here. We had to go Mother's Day. I gave an offering then too. So I know God's going to let a few things slide because, you know, I've been good and, and, and I did, I sponsored a day at the Heron House Hope. Go to theheronhousehope.org and sponsor a day there. And that I've is never a blessing. Murdered anybody. <laughs> that is a blessing. Right. But it won't get you out of hell.
2: Degrees of never sin. Never killed anybody yet. yet. Yeah. 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 The other
0: people go, well, I've done this so and that, but I haven't killed anybody yet. So, God, it must be okay. What you, you know? got, Lucas? Oh, no. I was saying that Beth hasn't killed anybody yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you were just concurring. Yeah. He's but, pulled her off. I wasn't but, making but a personal she, statement. Well, she okay. plans on me regularly.
1: <laughs> so, she's not saying that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> good one, Beth. Okay. Next, See, in in,
0: in Micah, our hope and promise comes in Micah four, our hope and promise comes in that these corrupt leaders that we we saw in chapter three, they're not going to get the last word. The corrupt people today, the corrupt spiritual people today in our time, they're not going to get the last word, but the people get the last choice of what they're going to do. And we can rest in the fact that God is the judge, he's the ultimate judge, and God will get the final word. God's gonna cl- sort this out. Yeah. Now, I, don't get me wrong, the priests might get rich and they may get a lot of money in the plate because of the book of Tobit, but that's not gonna do anything really to the soul in the end. And I, I think we need to understand God, is, is what he says in the last days, he's got it. At, at chapter, verse three, the Lord will mediate between the peoples, will settle disputes between strong nations far away, they'll hammer their sword sh- swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, pruning, pruning hooks, and nations will no longer fight against nations nor train for war anymore. What a day that'll be. Uh, every Everyone will live in peace and prosperity enjoying their own grapevines and figs. People won't be stealing people's stuff. People will just be able to enjoy their stuff. We'll be able to leave our keys in our car again, you know, there'll be nobody taking stuff. You know, back in the day, we used to leave our keys in the car. The other day I left the keys in the car one time, Beth said, you left the keys in the car. And I said, oh my gosh, remember when we could just do it? Mm-hmm. We didn't lock our doors or anything. Now we have everything codes and keys and locks, because people are scouring their-
1: You need cameras. You need cameras. You got to carry a weapon now
0: because people are trying to get your stuff to sell it at the pawn shop so they can get their next CBD order at the store or they can get their next, you know, meth or whatever. People want your stuff. I mean, uh, we got, I got this from Alexis today this today, she got solicited, you're gonna love this. She got solicited in the middle of our broadcast, you know, because these people will, 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 um, what do they call it? Uh, fishing. They'll fish for you to try to get you to help them. Somebody fished during our broadcast from a Facebook name and said, I'm so-and-so and I'm hungry and my children haven't eaten in days. Can you help out? And the best way to help out would be to Venmo me or, Venmo me or PayPal me some money to this address. Yeah. So she forwarded to me to see if I would vet it out. I went and vetted it out. It's one of those deals where you vet it out, they have 200 friends, they all, they're all they none of my friends, not one friend of mine, and they're pretty suspicious friends if you look at them from all around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's not one thing of identity there, completely fake, 200 fake friends, and somebody soliciting our spiritual greeter online during a worship service saying I'm hungry and hadn't eaten anything all weekend. And the first thing I'm thinking is you're not from here because the Heron House of Hope .org. It's sponsored day. Go sponsor day there. We'd love to have you do that. Here House Hope feeds people every day 400,000 meals in 10 years. You don't live here because you wouldn't be hungry here. You would at least have a meal on Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You'd have a meal coming on Monday, and John would have seen that you would have food for the weekend if you were that kind of crisis. Right. So you're not from here. You're from someplace around the world. You're trying to get us a Venmo you some money or scam some money or give yeah. some email address. They're
1: starting to find us. They're starting to find us.
0: They're coming to our live stream to do it. They used, listen, people are so lazy, Carolyn. People used to come here. They would look, they would come and talk to the ushers and say, we need help. And they come during service because they know people around. And, and, and they would say, well, you come in and sit down. Pastor will talk to you afterwards. Now they left, go back and hit some other churches up. But right about time church is out, they come showing up and wait outside. Mm-hmm. We've literally had to run people off the church who come after church to solicit help. But they don't want to come to church. Mm-hmm. They literally come to the church and hit people up in the parking lot to give them money so they can go buy whatever. And they act like, well, you're Christians, you should do this. Right? Are you kidding me? The Bible says for Christians to take care of each other, not for those that are coming in off the street,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So we've got, I mean, we live in a time right now where people will hit a church up, they they're so lazy now they won't even come to the church and try it live. They just tried to do it in the live stream.
1: Yeah. Well, my goodness on our on our platforms i'm finding comments from a few weeks back that are in another language mm-hmm. but it's obviously soliciting sex type on our stuff yes and you and have to delete ju- to- no i'm reporting it deleted are you it. reporting it Thank blocking you. it deleted but it's over and over different ones different ones different and ones. and it is so a
0: challenge for us because we have, us. we have people in liberia and we have people in thailand so mm-hmm. we have to sort through our churches in thailand and we have to sort through our people, so that's well, why we in we've, China. We've, in got China. we've got Orthello. in China. Mm-hmm. We got people in. We got people in Michigan. That's almost mm-hmm. like China, and we got people in <laughs> Florida. You know, so we have to look through <laughs> the stuff a bit. You. <laughs> but can, do you know how much energy is being wasted by social media? And, you know, mm-hmm. we have a small following, and Donna's having to work on that. Can you imagine you being years. being a Joe Rogan type broadcast, and where you have millions of viewers, and how many fake? Fake stuff
1: would be on hitting. Oh, they God. must have to have Can't a whole even, staff that just cleans did. that stuff all the time. They
2: have to. Oh, Yeah. Oh, per, yeah right. Don't you figure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you figure? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. But every once in a while sure. I go back to the very beginning and just go cull through all of the comments to see if anyone has commented something new that is not what we want on our feeds. Donna's on right. staff at
0: community faith, but she does this largely as a volunteer folks. Listen, there are, can you imagine what kind of money is paid out to organizations that just have to constantly watch their their, their social media for trolls and fishing? It's big business. But, it, but how much money being wasted and and blown Mm -hmm. down the toilet which which could be used to really feed people that need it how much money is being wasted to try to protect people from embezzling and frauding other people yep my goodness i mean so it was happening then Because he's talking about, it's happening now. I don't know what they used then, but they they did stuff. And the Lord of Heaven's army has made a promise through the nations around us, follow the idols, we will follow the Lord our God forever. Though the nations around us follow their idols, we will follow the Lord our God forever. That's what we've got to make the commitment to. I I just love that the Lord's promises are sure, but I think a lot of us are involved today in trying to scam our way around it. And he's saying here that is just not gonna work. Uh, Look at verse six, let's get into this a little bit. In that coming day, says the Lord, I will gather together those who are lame, those who have been exiles, and those whom I have filled with grief, those who are weak will survive as a remnant. Weak because of the society's beat them down. Because right now Christian, Christianity is on the weak side of the culture right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we're strong independently, but culturally we're a very weak reference right now. Uh, those who were exiles will become a strong nation. So even those being pushed out because of their their, their, their beliefs, they're gonna, th- there's a promise of a turnaround. and. The turnaround doesn't come to those that are oppressing, the turner the turnaround comes to those that are being oppressed for Christ. Then I the Lord will rule from Jerusalem as their king as, as for you Jerusalem the citadel of God's people your royal might and power will come back to you. There is a promise of a restoration. I mean Jerusalem's going to come back. If you look at Jerusalem right now, Jerusalem is not back. Jerusalem Jerusalem listen. Israel exists 1949. Jerusalem became the capital just last year officially. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're just now in a time where you could even talk about Jerusalem being role and might and power, but we know that nobody it's not popular in the world right now. I mean, it the, largely Israel's by themselves with maybe the U S and a little bit of Europe, a little bit of Europe, but they're pretty much by themselves. And so we don't see a Jerusalem that's, that's in power and might yet, but we also see a Jerusalem that could be in power and might with a couple steps. But they've got enemies on every side, so you can kind of see we're we're not in that coming day yet, but we're a lot closer to the day than we could have been, maybe even two years ago, fifty years ago. You know, uh, Carolyn, Carolyn, and I and Beth are all and Don, we're all older. Uh, Lucas is young, but but our parents knew our parents all knew Israel before before there was an Israel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like my grandfather is hundred years old, he knew when there was not an Israel. It was given as a settlement, you know, after 1949. So th- they couldn't have even thought this was possible. And then 1949, it became a little more possible. Two years ago, Jerusalem became the official capital, even though everybody doesn't even recognize it yet. It- it's a little more possible. What we don't have is the temple. So when the temple gets rebuilt, and some people think well, it's gonna be a metaphorical temple, no way, no way the temple's gonna be rebuilt. They're ready, Yeah, they're ready to build the temple. When that temple gets built, man, Live streaming is going on, we're about about ready. And it may be a thousand years after that. Who knows? But we are certainly steps closer. So we need to pay attention to where we are with God because we are getting closer and closer to his judgment. And he's going to judge us based on how we're living right now. It's just, I think the Lord's promises are sure in those days, those days are coming uh, and we need to, we need to kind of work on that. I just got one more little section. We'll get out of this podcast here in a second. The process, I want to make it clear. The process will still take some time, but God's going to rescue him. He's telling him, be faithful, but hope is coming. So those of you that are out there and you're stressed about the day, it is a lot to be stressed about. I really want you. I'm going to date date this podcast a little bit, even though this podcast probably coming sometime in the fall winter of of 22, maybe early 23. The podcast. If you go back to uh, what would Sunday be? Sunday would be May. What was Sunday? What was Sunday? Memorial Day weekend, May 29th, 28th, 28th. Is, is that right may y'all figure that out and then i'll quote it but if you go to may 28th, 29th, and go listen to community faith church 29 go, may, may 29th go to community faith church youtube site or SermonNet. go find our memorial day weekend sermon it would be the psalms volume 2 project psalm 15 and we're going to teach on that here eventually um psalm 15 is about entry in. And what's interesting in, I talked about in that, go listen, don't don't listen to the Psalm series, it's good, but go listen to me before the announcements. And I just had to, I, I took some time on Sunday to repent of my behavior on the previous Wednesday, which you can go listen to. I was pretty negative about some things, And they are negative. I mean, I was really down about some things. Beth and I, you you look at what's going on. They're looking at putting an abortion clinic in Carbondale. Uh, We've got stuff going on with politicians. We've got stuff going on with people. We see how people's behaviors are. We just, just, at times, just go on every front. It's depressing.
1: That was May 25. That was May 25. Go check
0: that out. We have that on Wednesday night. That's our Matthew series. So I was just sharing my frustration. I kind of got through it basically, but I still, I kind of left with my head hanging thinking, man, and then the worship team on Sunday was singing another in the fire song another in the fire is right. And it you know talks about there's another in the fire and then there's another holding back the sea. And then what what's the line? I count it for joy. Count the joy come every battle. I count I the know joy. That's where you'll be. I count the joy for everybody because I know it's where you'll be. When they sang that Sunday, I, I remembered that in the midst of what we're facing right now in our society, I should count it a joy because it's an opportunity for God to shine because when we're in the midst of this, though it is depressing, though it is saddening, though Micah one and two and Micah three about what the people are doing and how they're ignoring God is, is saddening and how our people are ignoring God is saddening, the good part is I know that if I stay faithful, I'll stand with God and I'll see his might come through. Whether I see it in my lifetime or whether I'm standing there uh, at the end when, when he's coming for the final day, I have a promise that I will make it through and those that I love will make it through And those that I can preach and reach to will make it through. So rather than get drowned in the battle and drowned and lose hope, I need to stand the line because when I stand the line, it's a chance for God to shine.
1: Well, the key word there is joy. Joy is not happiness. You can't be happy necessarily in a battle, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. So right. if you, if you can figure out the joy piece of that.
0: And I think you can have sadness and you can put mm-hmm. sackcloth on like Jeremiah right. did about some of the things and still have a joy hidden in your heart. Exactly. And, and today that's a challenge because I'm trying to balance the sadness that I feel for where society rejects God mm-hmm. and they're rejecting Micah one or Micah two, or Micah three. And also a joy of knowing that my God will come through. I'm sad for what people are missing and what they're losing, but I can't get drowned up in that. Even Peter got his eyes off the Lord and began to sink. But as soon as he put his eyes back on the Lord, he was saved and back walking on the water. So we're all human. We're all going to have times where we just go, man, humanity's just, this is sad, but deep down we got to know that our foundation is built on Christ and have joy knowing that though, Around me looks bad. My feet stand on solid ground.
1: I think we have to protect it. You have, have to protect boundaries. It. I think
0: it would be dangerous too to be so arrogant as Christians that we go, ah, my joy is good, and I don't care what's going on. I, I don't. I get a little nervous with hyper excited Christians that are so excited about their own faith, and the world's going to hell in a handbasket, and they look look like they're happy about it. Right. I don't think we should be happy about the world going to hell in a handbasket. I just got to find the balance of understanding that we live in a time where <laughs> sackcloth is appropriate, and at the same time, knowing my joy comes in the morning. And that I don't, I have nothing to fear.
1: Well, the state of humanity grieved yeah. Jesus when He was here. So yeah. being grieved about about injustice and and travesties and and sadness is all right. My
0: my yeah. note is here. My notes here are that Mike is telling us that the suffering is real. The suffering of the lost is real. Those that reject God are real. And the suffering that Christians are going to go through in this time is real. But there's hope present, and we know who the hope is. And we have that in our heart. Let me, let me finish up with this this part of the text. It says in nine, but why are you now screaming in terror? Have you no king to lead you? Have your wise people all died? Pain has gripped you like a woman. He's saying here, you know, why are you being scared here? And let me jump down verse 10. It's in the yellow there, but the Lord will rescue you there and he will redeem you from your grip from the grip of your enemies. So, we don't have to scream and be be crazy like we're not being led even though the leaders were leading these people astray. Those of us that have faith can look to God as our ultimate king. I, I know that that's, that Saul, Saul uh, Samuel got talked into making a king for the Jews. We all know that King Jesus is truly our king. And in the midst of everything it's gripping us in the labor pains and the birthing pains of our society today. We can look past that to the horizon and have the joy of knowing that Jesus has us, that while we're walking on the water and we've got to be his disciples, if we sink and if we're attacked if we'll keep our eyes fixed on him, he'll raise us up. And if worse comes to worse, we end up in the, under the altar of the martyrs under that. If you go look in Revelations, that altar is directly under the Lord himself. And the first ones to rise at the resurrection of the dead in Christ. And so we will see, his glory, but the Lord will rescue there and he will redeem you from the grip of your enemies. How now many nations have gathered, now many nations gathered against you. Let her be desecrated, they say, let us see the destruction of Jerusalem. Though people are trying to destroy us, God will get us out of it. I, that's a promise. And, and And that's because in the end, God, through Jesus Christ, when we accept him, He becomes our kinsman redeemer. And I want to end with that on this, on this series and, and we'll we'll come back into it and get deeper, but God, Jesus, if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ this morning, you're really developing that there's going to be a turnaround for you because he will redeem you out of this disaster, out of the crisis we're in. And if you're lost, he'll pull you up and he'll, he'll, he will, he will be your, your, he will be your vengeance. You don't have to be the vengeance. God has you. Mm-hmm. He is our kinsman redeemer. That means no matter what happens, if we're taken captive, if we're, if we're killed, if we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're being held hostage, He will come and get us out of this. He will be there with us. He will redeem us. Jesus Christ, a relationship with Him is the one redemptive thing that we can count on to get us through. So yes, we've got 1 through 2.11 that says things are bad, but 13 and 14 says have a little hope. Three says it's worse, the leaders are terrible. But chapter four tells us, hang on, be faithful. Even though you have bad leaders, your ultimate leader people is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if you'll keep your eyes on him, he will redeem you. Even if your leaders fail you, he will redeem you. That's the answer of Michael. Michael, we can get through that. Any last thoughts before we get out of this episode? No, it's good. I, I, I thought it was great. I thought you guys were great on this one. Lucas, you got anything, Beth, Carolyn? No. Guys, I hope you'll hear that. We're, we're, we're not trying to be negative. We're trying to say we know things are difficult, but guys, it's not the first time things have been difficult. It was difficult Micah's time or we wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. So so our difficulties aren't maybe the end time of end times. I'm not an end time preacher. I'm a be ready all the time, preacher. So we don't know when any of our finish times are. Just be faithful in your leg of the race. Don't be obsessed with the end times. Just be aware that we live closer to a new Jerusalem than we've ever lived. We live closer than our parents lived. We live closer than they did in the Bible. We live in a time where it could be sooner than later, but for any of us, it could be tomorrow. So just be ready anytime, knowing that if you're ready, your Redeemer's coming to get you Mm -hmm. and he'll get you through it. So we'll be back in the next episode. Oh, let me say this to you. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then, then, then that's where you're really in trouble. So I just want to let you know, God loves you so much that he wants to help you and he gave his son for you. And all you have to do is turn to him and accept Christ into your life and begin to live out your faith. If you want to learn how to live out your faith, we would love to pray for you. Go to any of our social media sites, any of our social media sites, and just reach out and share. I'd like to make a decision for Christ and give us a contact, a phone number, an email, whatever. And, and Don or I will get a hold of you and we'll talk to you about your faith in Christ. But mostly you just need to pray and invite Christ into your life. And and that is your key to getting started. And then you need to get in a good Bible-based church, you need to come to all the On The Dock episodes, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'd love to have you if you're locally at Community Faith Church. You can also watch us online at coftv.com. We'll share that in a minute, but you need to get in a Bible-believing church. You need to vet that very carefully, and we would be glad to help you with that. If you live somewhere else, if you will reach out to us and and tell us what's going on in your life, you're looking for a good church, I will take the time. I will take the time. Don and I will take the time, we will do it. We will find out where you're from And we'll go look in your area and see if we can find you a good faith-filled community Mm -hmm. that you can get into. I will call and vet some churches and pastors for you because you need to get someplace and get fed so you can take on this future because it's the remnant who survive. And to be a remnant, you got to know him and and, and you have to love him. And we can help you get into that. We'll be glad to even send you a Bible or something to help you along the way. But just, you got to reach out to us and make a real contact. And we would love to pray with you about Christ or if you've been away from Christ, getting you restored to Christ. So thanks for joining us. Uh, You guys, have been great on the broadcast today and uh, we just want to encourage everybody to come back and join us for the next episode chapter 5 micah 1 through 15 and we're gonna do a little bit more in the hope area we're not done with hope so we've got a little bit more in this hope cycle we're gonna see if we can cover that in our next episode little piece here so join us at onthedock.org uh, you can find all our platforms you can buy our patreon link uh, you can find all of our social media sites and that's how you can get a hold of us that way as well info at onthedoc.org. that's the email address you can email donna and say you'd love for one of us to reach out to you and talk to you about christ we'd love to have you do that and uh, hey you can always join us and, and, and we'd love to have you but we'd love to talk to you specifically if you're making a commitment to christ and you can find us at youtube spotify itunes google play or facebook roku rumble and Sermonet. and again on those social media platforms platforms Uh, We'd love to have you Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram and Getter. We'd love to hear from you, talk to you about these things and uh, hit subscribe, like, notify, get locked in on us so you get notification when our episodes go up. And we'd always love to have you as a Patreon partner or sponsor. Go to our Patreon website, four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. And as we said, if you're in the Community of Faith Church area, we are in Marion, Illinois. We would love to have you at at Community of Faith Church. You can find us at coftv.com you can get our address information they're all on the screen right now and you can join us if you're away from the area on our broadcast at coftv.com you can link get linked to our facebook uh youtube uh and rumble we're not live yet on gather we're working on that but but we'd love to have you on any of our platforms to watch us also on Sermonet, fine community faith church 10 o'clock on Sundays, 6 30 on wednesdays we would love to have you Um, so come join us on that anytime you can ladies again thank you so much lucas Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks for joining us in this broadcast. We'll be back on the next episode, part five of the Micah Live Humbly series. We'll see you soon. I'm Pastor Troy. God bless from all of them.